Yeah, and I think that's a word of encouragement for anybody who's thinking about partnering with a school. You don't have to feed the entire population. It might just be as simple as a backpack rack. I mean, it, you can start as small and scale as big as you wish or, or can. But the other, the other piece of that for us, are the name of our church is WordServe. So it, it came about because we believe you cannot separate the preaching and teaching of the Word from the serving of the world. So we mashed those two together so we made sure they never separated. Welcome to episode 19 of Partner Up, your church school partnership podcast. Each week, we bring you inspirational stories and practical tips to help you in your church school partnership. We're speaking today with WordServe Church. WordServe is one of those churches that we found out about really early on in our existence as Loving Houston. And when we found out about their church school partnership with Huggins, we realized that they really do embody so many of the core values that we encourage all of our churches to embody. So I look forward to sharing their story with you. All right, so the first question I want to ask y'all is, what do you love about the Fulcher area and specifically Lamar Consolidated Independent School District? When we moved to Fulcher 10 years ago, it was very different than it is now. It's very much a small town. Um, we loved that. We, we loved how uh, family-oriented it was, it just that family, small-town feel. Um, and as it's grown the last 10 years, it's a lot of that has been held. Even with the growth, it still feels very family uh, small town. I have two sons, and they both have gone all through LCISD. They started in kindergarten, and now I've got one in 10th grade and one in 8th grade. So for me, I've loved that Lamar Consolidated, it really does feel like they view this as we're all on the same team. We're a partnership with parents, with churches. There's no um, walls of if this person can't help or that person can't help. I feel like they're very open to um, something um, like a school church partnership. Knowing we're all on the same team and we're all working for the kids has been the best part of that experience. Cool. I love that. <clears throat> what about you, Bill? And for us, it was a move of convenience, I'll be honest, at first, because there was work here and it was close to our daughters. We came here later. Our daughters were older. Uh, but one of the things that appealed to us, my wife grew up in a small town, and when we moved here, it kind of had that feel. Obviously, that's changed. Uh, but at the same time, having been in the Air Force for 21 years, we were used to constant change. So the fact that the area is changing, it kind of makes us feel at home. So it's a, a unique relationship. For Lamar in particular, one of my first experiences after coming here to work at the church was to meet with the principal of Huggins, uh, myself and the founding pastor. And I was amazed at, at the access he was willing to give us. Uh, and that that was throughout the whole staff one of the things that we did and we still do is we write prayer cards for the staff and the teachers particularly at the beginning of school and right at star testing as you can imagine there's a great need right around those yes. times <laughs> <laughs> and uh the feedback that we got from that from the teachers uh telling us you know hey thank you for thinking of us thank you for praying for me and they would actually forward prayer requests because they knew that we we uh, were there for them so the relationship was was unique to me. Uh, our, our kids in our high schools at, at that stage of life, they weren't interested in partnerships. Uh, so this was new and refreshing. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember when I first started with Loving Houston um, and we were getting to know schools, especially in Lamar Consolidated, um, I remember hearing about the WordServe partnership. 
and I was just amazed at all of the amazing things y'all do, and it just it just seems like a really beautiful relationship. Um, so could y'all share a little bit about how that first got started? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't remember the exact moment that our church said, hey, we need to adopt Huggins, but I, I know that it was a natural thing. We were meeting there on Sundays. We were worshiping every Sunday. Um, we would have the custodians come sit and worship with us, and we just began slowly building um, relationships with the staff and we definitely recognized there was some need some physical need children not being fed some homes that were just families in desperate situations of not running water even wow. um, so with our word serve serve being just a big piece of who we are and worshiping there and getting to know people it, it just kind of became a natural fit for us to say there's so much we can do there's so much good to be done in the world but what is god calling us specifically to and i think we all came to the conclusion that really huggins is a place a group of people families that we want to focus on so we made almost all of our local missions about huggins connected to huggins in some way and we had a one sunday where we kind of had a formal adoption process we said we love y'all and we're adopting you, you know, and uh, we're coming at this with no agenda. We're not here to tell you what you need, or we're here to say, how can we serve you? And um, we invited all of the uh, teachers and leadership, everyone to come to church on Sunday, and they came. We had a formal kind of presentation. Yeah, it was we, really we fun. It was had it was an adoption ceremony. We, we have did. a certificate that still hangs in the <laughs> office that everybody signs saying we have adopted Huggins Elementary. Yeah. 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 And, and afterwards, um, we built backpack racks that they really needed um, because it, it, it was, even at that time, a growing area. And if you walk through the hallways, you would see the kids' backpacks kind of piled up in the corners on the floor. And it sounds very simple, but that's, you know, schools run on a tight budget. And to put up backpack racks for 700 backpacks is, just wasn't going to happen. So little needs like that, backpack racks to feeding 100 kids on the weekends to rebuilding homes. We saw it all these last few years, and it's been super awesome to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a word of encouragement for anybody who's thinking about partnering with a school. You don't have to feed the entire population. It might just be as simple as a backpack rack. I mean, it, you can start as small and scale as big as you wish or, or can. But the other the other piece of that for us, are the name of our church is WordServe. So it, it came about because we believe you cannot separate the preaching and teaching of the Word from the serving of the world. So we mashed those two together, so we made sure they never separated. But beyond that, uh, there are two ways to serve people. One is out of pity and, and kind of do things because you're supposed to. Uh, kind of call that drive-by gracing. You know, where you just throw out some grace mm. and keep moving so you don't get yeah. stuck. Mm. Uh, but the other way is to uh, actually jump in and, and follow what we call the two R's. So hmm. the two R's are make it repeatable and relational. And if you do those two things, then you start to, to become a part of the lives of the people. And you, you can go beyond just the surface of serving. You can actually form relationships. Uh, you can see the kids grow up, which has been amazing. We just had a uh, Faithful Kids uh, Christmas party here. 
and some of these kids have been with us for almost the whole time. And it's, it's been amazing. To, and they're almost driving age. I'm like, how did that happen? And how did I get, I'm not getting any older, you know, uh, but, but it happens. Mm-hmm. So what we decided with the adoption, the, the logic behind that was not to serve the first way because we had to, but to serve because we want to. So the two key words that came into our vernacular were, do we serve uh, for or with? Because when you serve uh, for people, you just do those tasks. But when you serve with people, you grow and you become part of the family. So that started the, the, well, how do you do that with? How do we become family? Well, you adopt a family. And so hence the idea was born and hence the plaque on the wall with everybody's signature that is still the model for that ministry. It's been amazing to watch. That's really cool. So, yeah, what does that look like to serve with? the the food was pretty basic that's 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 a basic need and and it's not super hard to figure out it does take a lot of work I don't want to make it sound like it's easy (laughs) because depending on your scale it may not be Uh, but when we started looking at uh, house repair that that was something that came to us the first time that happened was a school employee's house had caught fire and partially burned she couldn't afford to have it fixed and didn't have insurance so we have a lot of people in our congregation that just love to swing hammers. So they went out and said, yeah, we can, we can fix that. And they did. Uh, the second time we went out, we went out with the same idea. We're just going to do a couple of house repairs. But as we got into the house, we realized that it's not a structurally sound building. And uh, we didn't want people to have to, to live in those circumstances. So we talked with the homeowner. We talked amongst ourselves and made the decision that that house needed to come all the way to the ground and start over. Wow. And I will never forget the day that uh, one of the guys in our congregation named Mike backed up his pickup truck with a chain and hooked it around the rafter and just drove off. Wow. <laughs> and that house came down like that. I mean, it was it was about to go. So that was a, a huge, that was probably the biggest step of faith because we didn't know exactly how we were going to get that house back up. But once we started, it was amazing to watch because, uh, and I'll let Erica talk to the more of the details, but we told people what was happening and all of a sudden the offers start coming in. Hey, can I donate mm-hmm. all kinds of things? And you were on the receiving end of those sure. calls. Yeah, for sure. I think that's, that's a great example of the with versus for, because we, we walked with this family and still do, you know, this was years ago. And, um, we weren't there for a weekend. We were there for a year rebuilding their house. Um, we made sure they had a place to stay. You know, they started coming to our church, which is not a requirement, of course, but that was wonderful. And the mom was baptized and life began to happen. And um, we stayed with them and walked with them as long as it took to get them back in their home. And then even after that, we, you know, helped kids learn to read. We did life together. And, and we were blessed by them as well and the things that we've learned about their faith and their life story that that teaches us about perseverance and faith and hope and all of that. So it was a two-way thing. We were growing. They were growing. We were loving them. They were loving us. And we, you know, their kids are older now. And um, we've all of our families have been that way. Like you said, some of them started in kindergarten and are now in high school. So. It's been awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. I like what you said earlier about that repeatable and relational. Yes. I think that's yeah. a really cool. That's what we encourage people to do in, in any avenue of serving. Uh, obviously, there are one-offs that come up and just need to be done. But wherever possible, uh, we try to repeat that mantra so that 
you actually get to know people and, and can grow together. And one of the things Erica said, uh, it's easy to pass by, but I would think it was the third or fourth house that we ended up building. Um, this lady that lived there, the, the matriarch of the family, if you will, offered to pray for our kids, uh, the youth group that we had taken out there to work on. And I remember listening to that prayer and thinking, I wish I could pray like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been to seminary, I'm a pastor, and I'm wishing I could pray like this woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. That's sure. beautiful. Yeah. I love the, the two-way street of this. Um, yes. We encourage churches to think about it as a partnership yeah. where it's not like us serving you or us serving them, but it's working together um, and building a relationship, building a partnership that is a two-way street. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you guys are modeling this so beautifully in both of the, these stories that you've mentioned. Oh, yeah, it is. It's definitely, it's been life-changing to be a part of it. I, I, my life has been changed for sure. And, and I think if you go in with the attitude of what we can give, it will be a one-way street. If you go in with the attitude of working with people, you open up that opportunity. And it may or may not happen, but and I'll be honest, it didn't happen for us right away because it takes some time. Relationships take time and uh, trust and all the other things that go into that. So it's not a, a guaranteed formula, but the chances are a whole lot better if you work with people that that will develop. Yeah. It was interesting to me. You mentioned that the the way the relationship started is that y'all were meeting at Huggins, mm-hmm. um, and then it sounded like very early on different needs would show up about kids needing food and families needing different things. How did you all find out about those needs and opportunities? The primary way was through the school itself, like the Faithful Kids program. It actually started really at, through Faith UMC in Richmond, who was good friends, I believe, with the nurse at Huggins. And the nurse at Huggins was seeing these children coming to school on Monday mornings, like these these kids have stomach aches and they're just hungry. And she recognized that they're, you know, we're not a Title I school. We Our numbers don't give us that, that particular label, but we have this significant population of students that are not being fed what they need on the weekends. So the nurse noticed that. Um, and made some connections through Faith UMC and eventually came back around to us. So, again, just the mostly the staff noticing these kids need some help beyond what, you know, what we can do during the school day. And similarly, uh, our first true home completely rebuilt, not the fire, but the one we had to start completely over was the assistant principal. You know, the social worker uh, for the district had made a home visit and it's just a struggle. Some of the homes out here in the, the rural parts of Fulcher have been in the family for generations, and there just hasn't been the opportunity for them to do the kind of maintenance and do the kind of care of the house that, that was needed. So this is a long, rambling answer, but mostly the <laughs> staff um, was our biggest resource of providing. You know, whatever they ask for, we tried our best to, do, to meet those needs. Like, how were you able to build the relationship with the staff? at the very beginning was there ever any hesitancy from them or was it like was it the fact that the nurse knew the person at faith umc and that kind of started that relationship or how did that happen you know that's a great question and part of it is just you know faith on both sides of the fence that you know the the leadership of the school at the time had to trust us and vice versa um and I think it is anytime you talk about schools and church, it, I think everybody gets a little nervous, you know, um, but they, they um, believed in us to do good. And we came with no agenda and we try to make that very clear. We're not here to 
get every one of y'all to come to our church. In fact, if you never come to our church, that's okay. We just want to love you guys and serve you guys. So I think we were trying to be really, really upfront about that, that we're here to serve and we're not here for any other purpose. And I think if you go in deliberately looking to work with people, you will find opportunities. And what I mean by that, the backpack racks are a great example. That that was not hard. Uh, that was not complex. That was easy. But when you start hearing things like um, the principal at the time was saying the, the bushes that they had out front were attracting bees and they were worried about kids, especially if they're allergic to bees, walking, have to go buy them every day, mm-hmm. right? So what can we do about the bushes? Well, again, the people that we have that are good at this kind of thing said, why don't we take them out? Well, if you take them out, what do you put in? We put in flagstone. So if you go by the school today, you will see a beautiful flagstone area that they created. Uh, the WordServe went out and gathered the, the funds and did the uh, construction work of it. Uh, I learned to pour concrete that day. That was awesome. awesome. <laughs> I have learned amazing things working here, um, things I never imagined. And then they wanted some other opportunities. Uh, I, I can't remember how the garden plot came about, if it was a science project yeah, or, or... it was a science. Uh, yeah. Wanted a gardening to be part of the science curriculum, so we put in a little garden for them. That's it's cool. still around, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> but, but thinking back on that, too, just some more practical, if, if you want to talk about in practical terms, um, it helped that many of our... Uh, the people that attend our church had kids at Huggins. So you're having those natural relationships with teachers and you're on campus. You know, I volunteered for the PTO a lot. So I would hear in that forum, I would hear what the needs might be and I could help fold that into WordServe. And also what I thought was really cool is either Bill or Nolan, one of them would, would often come to the PTO meetings. And I just thought that was the coolest thing to see a pastor at a PTO meeting. And he was just there to kind of keep in the loop with the school and make sure if there was a way that he could be supportive that he knew about it. So I think just the presence on campus, not just the Sunday morning presence, but the other uh, ways, other organizations that are already serving the school, just kind of coming alongside those as well. Cool. I like that so, idea of yeah being involved in the PTO meetings. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and you had mentioned a second ago, Erica, about the fact that this relationship with the school isn't necessarily to grow your church, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just to love the community. As a church and as church leaders, what is it that makes you all want to love the community? Well, I think it's it's the core of our faith. It's like Bill explained earlier, that's how the name WordServe came about, is that's our response. When you think about who Jesus is, if you put your faith in him, that requires a response to who he is. It's not really just a belief system, but we respond to the love he has for us by loving others. No, yeah, that, that's spot on. Uh, the, the biblical answer is because he first loved us, mm-hmm. but the practical answer is uh, one of the litmus tests that we use here is, would you serve these people even if they didn't come to your church? And if the answer is no, then you've got a wrong motive, right? If, you become, in essence, that uh, used car salesman that, you know, I'll do this if you'll do that. That's transactional. We're trying for transformational. In other words, we're going to love regardless, just like he first loved us. If they want to respond to that, that's up to them. But we never want to leave that ball in our court that we didn't offer the love of Christ. Not expecting anything in return. If it happens, great. If the relationship develops, great. If it doesn't, we're still going to do it anyway, because that's what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. 
Wow, that was beautiful. I think that might have been the most succinct, well, yeah, well said. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. I think my husband is a great example. He came to be, he became a Christian at age 30. He didn't grow up in the church at all. Um, And I remember, you know, after he was baptized and like he is, he is all in, you know, he was just so excited, like, okay, now what? And, you know, I grew up in the church, so I didn't really have that now what question. I was like, oh, well, you just, you believe that's, you know, we're good. We're all good. You know, it's like, no, there's, you know, there's got to be a response, you know, if you believe in, um, if you believe Jesus is who he says it is, there's got to be a response. And so when we found WordServe, that was just like, this was, this was what we were looking for, a church that responds to what we've been given and gives back. That's so cool that it's like part of the core of who y'all are as words serve. I think yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people who are uh, members of the Christian faith, they they may join for reasons of eternity, or they're always looking for that future that's out there. But if you don't respond in the now, you're missing a big part of what life can be. You know, our tagline here is life is different, mm-hmm. and it's different because we respond to Christ. So to think only about eternity is to miss what's right in front of you you know and it's it's easy to see if you just open up to it yeah and then i like what you were saying earlier too erica about the fact that um, as you're thinking about caring for the community like focusing it all on huggins i feel like that's a very intentional strategic way of really loving your neighbors yes how how did that come about and how has that looked like we had kind of a vision casting meeting. We were like a retreat where we were really talking about what the next steps for the church were going to be. And that's the first time I remember this concept of adoption coming up. So I don't know. It came about through intentional yeah, that, prayer and seeking and all of that. There were some very strategic discussions because while we serve an unlimited God, we are limited people, right? And, <laughs> and we were not that big of a church. So the strategy became, okay, how do we focus who we serve? And the answer then became, well, logically, we're at Huggins Elementary. Let's start there. And it wasn't just the students. It was students and their families. That provides a contained bunch of people that we can serve. And if it went beyond that, if we found other needs, then we would tell other people that maybe could help because it was beyond our capacity. And so if people are considering partnering, I would, I would offer that suggestion starting off small and with a small population because you can quickly become overwhelmed and decide, well, I just can't do this, so I'm not mm-hmm. going to do anything. Well, look for the greater partnerships. Uh, last time I checked, we're all in this together. Yeah. So if we can incorporate other volunteer agencies or other churches or whomever. Yeah, um, and we have. Throughout the yeah. years, we've partnered with other churches, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. Um, uh, National Charity League. National Charity yeah. League. We're, we've had some awesome, awesome partnerships with people in the community that want the same thing we do. Mm, that's so, cool. Can yeah. you share about some of those examples? Yeah, we've had, well, I mean, Faith UMC from the beginning was, you know, a great partner. They kind of started it during the school year, and then we said, okay, we'll take the summers, and then I think they ended up adopting or partnering with Jackson shortly thereafter, so we kind of took on Huggins full-time, but um, we've worked with uh, First UMC. When we were uh, meeting at Huggins, we didn't have a building, so to pack bags, we borrowed space from uh, First United Methodist here in town, we have teachers themselves would would pick like once a quarter they would come pack bags for their own students you know 
Um, we've had softball groups come over and, and we've had baseball teams host food drives, any manner of things. Um, we had uh, National Honor Society would offer to the the leader of that group at Seven Lakes High School offered to her seniors, hey, if you're short hours for every five canned goods, I'll give you, you know, an hour serve time or whatever it was. So um, we've just had a variety of creative partners throughout the years. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah and I think that comes too when, when you think outside the box a little bit because as a small church, you're thinking, well, we don't have the volunteer base for this. But realizing where people are in their everyday lives, their kids are part of a soccer team or they're in Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, National Charity League, there's all kinds of connections that you can bring in. Again, without the expectation that if you come serve here, you must join the church, that's not our expectation. Um, and if it were, I think a lot of people would be turned off by that. But because it's not, they're free to come and serve. And we've, I'm probably going to jinx us here, but we've never been short of volunteers yet. <laughs> we haven't. I hope I didn't just jinx us. <laughs> yes, yes, you might have. <laughs> but we always have what we need when we need it. Right. right. That's the, the best yeah. of all. Even that's with awesome. these home rebuilds, you know, that's a lot to take on for a very tiny church. And we, again, partnerships um, local contractors would give so generously i'm talking donating an entire roof material and labor you know wow. so we just had people um connect with what we're doing and being willing to to be a part of it so that's so awesome i like what you all have been saying about the fact that our christian life isn't just about our own personal transformation but it's about what we're our response and that response should be external also and it should be impacting those around us as well. And so the fact that you all are partnering with all of these other groups of people who aren't necessarily believers themselves is just an amazing way to allow people to interact with the gospel and who we are as believers and as yes. Christians. So I think yeah. that's really cool. It's There's been a lot of really awesome conversations that have happened um, in people's day-to-day -day lives, people that they work with, like all of this networking going on has led to some great conversations that you just would never have have had outside of that so that's yeah. awesome yeah i think no matter what people's experience is with faith or if they have no idea of the christian faith they can still recognize a good work when it happens and in terms of turning lives around whether it's ours or, or theirs I, I kind of equate that to the car uh, if the car is moving and you turn the steering wheel you will change direction if there's no movement in the car, you can turn that steering wheel as much as you want, but you're never going to change direction. So sometimes it just takes a little momentum from someone to start the motion that allows that change to actually change direction, right? Instead of wasting our time in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. uh, just, just a little momentum is all it takes to change direction. And once it happens, it can feed on itself. Mm, that's cool. And you'll keep mentioning y'all the small congregation about how many people do y'all have here at WordServe? About 110 on the roster okay. and, uh, and about four that attend. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's funny. laughs> just kidding, just kidding. So <laughs> and that's the praise band. No. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, on, on a given Sunday, we run uh, between about 80 to 90 people uh, because, it, you know, come and go and activities and all that kind of thing. But, totally. Yeah. yeah. That is cool. So that is cool to hear about all of these different things and the impact that y'all have been having. Um, I think a lot of churches can feel intimidated sometimes that we don't have enough people or enough resources. We can't do anything. But I feel like what y'all are sharing about here today is just so encouraging that 
anybody can get involved and um, that God has blessed each of us with unique gifts and resources and networks um, mm-hmm. that can be used for him and his glory and his kingdom. Yes. Yeah. A lot of times it's just starting that momentum and see yeah. what happens. And if, if God is in it, it can't fail. If, if God's not in it, you can't succeed. So there is a huge step of faith that has to happen and has happened like, like that first house that went down. I remember going home that night going, I hope we haven't just ruined these people's lives. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Me too. Until I gave her the key back, I was still like, (laughs) it's fun. It's an adventure. It's it's fun. There's no excuse for a boring life if you go to Word Serve Church because there's a a lot going on and it's always a lot of fun. That's so cool. So other than that, the houses, like have there been some other really cool stories of impact or change or transformation that y'all have seen? I mean, those houses are awesome. (laughs) Some physical, tangible stuff. But, you know, I just think in general, we've heard stories throughout the years from like maybe the Huggins counselor, you know, shared once with us that she had a, a student that was always stealing other kids' food. And since Faithful Kids started up and he was consistently provided with a little extra he didn't feel the need to do that anymore um things like that just the little things there was another one of the homes we worked on one of the children was completely nonverbal, but after providing a cleaner more consistent hot water electricity all these things that we take for granted you know about a year later she started interacting with her teachers and and, be, and I remember the day she ran up to me at Huggins and said, hey, Miss Erica, and I've never heard her speak before. So, oh, I, wow. you know, just there are miraculous things that happened. Some of them seem really little, but they're really big. Yeah, the exciting and annoying part at the same time is that there's a ripple effect. So you may start something that you never see the end result of. So we don't know for some of these people that we've interacted with what they're now doing out there in some cases of uh, other volunteers or organizations that we've worked with but once you've tasted this uh, you can't uh, you can't not be a part of it almost it, it, there's a draw right so we have no idea uh, in some cases what they're doing but i imagine they're doing some great things and uh, ironically we are just in the process of revisioning because we recognize that the de- demographics have changed drastically I mean, you can't live in Fort Bend County and not recognize the sheer volume of people that are pouring through here so the the, the question is kind of where are we uh, next steps and how can we expand this desire to connect the word and, and serve together and who knows where that's going to lead this is the exciting part um, there's all kinds of opportunities there's no shortage of opportunities if if you just look for them yeah absolutely and have you all seen any impact on your church itself from this partnership and these relationships that have been built i think a a lot of people that have joined WordServe in the last you know three to five years i can think of several families that came the on-ramp was serving you know um they saw us at huggins or they were with us at this project or that project and they wanted to be a part of something like that and so I I think we have grown to some extent from people wanting to engage wanting to have that kind of uh, that be part of their faith yeah and and you know over the past 10 years there have been ups and downs and and economic woes and and good times but we have a committed core that is uh hardcore word serve uh which is always fascinating to see, and I think that's that's appealing as well. 
On the flip side of that, though, we do, I think, have a certain population that uh, boats with their feet. In other words, they, they come and they, they experience a little bit of this, and it, it's, it can be a little scary. To, how do, I don't know how to step out and serve like that. And not, am I going to have enough time to do that? And, and if it all works together, it works out perfectly. But on the front side of that, there are a lot of questions. And so some people self-select and say, no, I, I don't want to be a part of that. And uh, my heart breaks for them because if they would just wait it out and test the waters, they would see what it's like. And I think they would be, their lives would be different, you know, not to uh, use our tagline, but I just did. Um, but, but, but seriously, if they would stick it out, I think they would experience a, a life like they never have before. And I think they would be transformed and in turn transform others. The other thing I would say about that is we've had people come and go because of job shifts. You know, we've, we, we, every time we send a family away, we, we don't say goodbye. We send them as apostles of, of the word serve way, right, which is Jesus. We didn't make this up, right? <laughs> we can't claim credit for this. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Um, but we feel like we have planted several seeds uh, throughout the country and in the world, in fact, because people have moved and, and taken this idea with them. And like I say, I'm not claiming credit for this. This is Jesus' idea. It's just how do you live it out in the modern society? That's what we're trying to capitalize on. That's great. Um, yeah, for sure, when my husband and I were looking for a church, we were looking for a church that was caring for the community. That was mm -hmm. one of our primary things. Other than, you know, Bible-centered and gospel-centered, yeah. <laughs> sure. we really wanted the, a church that was caring for the community. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean... If we lived closer to here, we would definitely be checking out Word Serve, I think. Yeah. Well, fun. if you move in the area. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Good to, know. Good to know. Yeah. Is there anything else that y'all can think of that we haven't talked about yet today or any encouragement that y'all would give to other churches thinking about getting involved? Well, I guess just the encouragement is kind of what Bill's already said is just, you know, if you are discerning through prayer that God is calling your church to partner with a school, don't be afraid of that um start you can start very small and you know i hear a lot when i go to the uh, loving houston luncheons for lcisd and so forth that teachers you know teachers it's not always for us god places in uh, a place where there was physical need there was hunger there was housing issues there was all that but there's a there's a much greater need just for encouragement and prayer and like walking alongside teachers have a difficult job no matter what grade they teach and they have an important job they're shaping an entire generation so it doesn't if you don't if you live in a more affluent area don't feel like your church can't partner with a school because the schools are have all kinds of needs no matter where they're at so i would just my um, encouragement to any church looking for that would be stay open because um, anything's possible really yeah, and, and I, th I would echo that and add uh, one other thing. Don't underestimate the smallest thing. Mm -hmm. If you have time, if you have five minutes to write one note of encouragement to one teacher, that's a start. Who knows where that will go uh, after that. Um, but the other thing is don't be afraid to approach those two R's, right? Because if you, if you just want to exist, if you want to do your time and, on this earth and hopefully get to heaven one day, that's great. But if you really want to experience life, like that abundant life that Christ talks about, jump into those two R's. Do something that's repeatable. Form those relationships. Is it going to be all rainbows and unicorns? No. 
uh, it's going to be messy. But in the messiness, you can learn better how to apply the principles that Christ taught and modeled. Um, but independent of that, it, you'll just be existing in a spiritual life. So the question becomes, do I want to exist or do I want to live abundantly? And if you want to live abundantly, you got to jump into the two R's and you got to experience a little mess. But it, I would say that you could ask anybody that's that dedicated core at WordServe and they would tell you it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you all both so much for sharing. Wow. Seriously, every single time I talk with, like this has mainly been you, Erica, yeah. but whenever I hear about y'all's partnership and y'all's relationship and about your church, I'm just so encouraged. I feel like I learn something from y'all every single time. Aww. And today was like no exception. Like so many cool things that y'all are doing. I love the philosophy behind it. Um, yeah. So thank y'all so much for your service and your leadership here at WordServe and in the area and your love for the community. It's so, so, so cool and so, so encouraging. So thank oh. you all so much. Well, and no. thank you guys too. Yeah, Loving no. Houston does great work. And we're, I was thrilled at the last luncheon to hear how many uh, school church partnerships are, are going now. That, that To me, that is so encouraging. And it really shows that we can all be on the same team. We can do good things. Yeah, big absolutely. Things. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for the umbrella that you're spreading that allows more people to experience this. It's a, it's a great opportunity. Yeah. Shortly after we finished our conversation, Bill and Erica started talking about some of the changes that are happening out in their community. And it was so neat just to hear how they're still so willing and humble to really see where God leads them in their partnership changing as needed, depending on how the community changes and how the school needs change. If you've been encouraged by this partnership that WordServe has with Huggins and would love to either start a church school partnership or deepen your partnership, we would love to help. Contact us at info at lovinghouston.net or check out our website at lovinghouston.net. We hope you'll join us next week, but until then, we ask that you would subscribe, pass this on, or think about who else you can partner with.